This is a new day, a day of celebration, for God has given us a new birth, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. He has rescued us from darkness. He has brought us out of despair, for in Him we have redemption. In Him we have mercy. In Him we have forgiveness. Today we stand in Christ, a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Today we celebrate our Savior, our Deliverer, our Redeemer. Sin is conquered, death is defeated, the grave is empty, and Jesus is alive. This is a new day. This is Easter. Good morning. Will you stand with me? Sing with me. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing, love so amazing. He's a Messiah, name above all names. Blessed Sinners, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus beside us, Lord of all. His body, the bread, His blood, the wine. 
time because he lives and because he Good morning and happy Easter. My name is Tim. I'm one of the pastors here. Go ahead, take a seat. Um, I think about Friday night when we left church and it was dark and darkness and the uncertainty that the disciples must have faced that Saturday is they didn't know, they didn't believe, but then we come to Sunday morning and the women go to the tomb and they run back and tell the disciples and the disciples get there And everybody pronounces together, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So let's do that together. Christ is risen. risen Amen. And Christ is coming again. Amen. Amen. So let us celebrate this Easter Sunday as we continue in worship. Uh, He had you sit down, but I'm going to have you stand up. We're getting to get our... uh workout in today. Sing with me. In Christ alone, I hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, burst through the fiercest drought and the storm. What heights of love, what depths of when fears are still and striving still, my comforter, my all in all, to hear in the love of Christ, I stand.
and calls us home. Sing that with me. Till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. Here in the power of Christ we stand. Well, good morning. You can be seated. We're going to come to a time of prayer, but I was reminded today of a quote that I love, and it's by a guy named Frederick Beekner, which is a funny name, and this is what he says. He says, the resurrection means that the worst thing is not the last thing. That's good news. That is good news. So we get to go to this God who loves us so much that he would go to such amazing depths and length to reach us. And so let's pray. Oh God, we come this morning with a sense of celebration and expectation, and we are so grateful to be in this place where we can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. What a gift it is to come and just bask in your presence and know that you are indeed with us. And God, we come to this place and we come with expectation and celebration, but we also don't come in a vacuum. We know that we live in a world that is hurting. 
We know that we are living in a world that's full of sickness and pain and difficulty and stress and anxiety and depression. And the list goes on and on and on. We don't live in a vacuum, but God, the story of Jesus shows us that he entered into all of those things with us. Entered into all of our pain. Entered into all of the sickness and the depression. Entered into it and then took it all upon himself. Dying on the cross. But in the resurrection, we have such amazing hope that this is not the end. That we, whatever it is that we might be dealing with or worried about, that this is not the end of the story. Oh, God, that you loved us so much. That you would be willing to go through such agony so that we could know the hope that is only found in you. Only found in you, not in anything else. The peace that is only found in you. We can experience love that is unmatched by anything else. And so, God, today we come. We come brand new to say we trust you. We come to say thank you. We come to say whatever it is that you want to do in me, God, do it. And so I pray that over these next few moments, Lord, that you will start to do something fresh and new in our souls. That on this Easter morning, that on this resurrection morning, that we will too be resurrected anew in whatever ways that you want to bring us back to life. And so we come and we tell you, you are so good and we are so grateful. And we pray this all in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. I have my name's Lisa. Welcome everybody. What a great day to come and praise our Lord. Amen. Uh, a couple of announcements this morning. In the seats ahead of you, you're going to see these communication cards. We encourage everyone to fill them out, whether you're a regular tender or a guest. This allows us to make sure that we have Good communication with um, everyone here, up-to-date emails, phone numbers. And if you simply just want to put your name and then fill out the back, if you have any prayer requests, any praises, we, our staff here would love to pray for you. Um, and if you need anybody to get in touch with you for any need, these are a great way to do that. So I encourage you, please, to do this. And I'm assuming, where do you want them left? Back in the lobby, in the little contraptions out there. Yes. So, next thing. We are passing out prayer journals today. These are for anyone, and we encourage everyone to take one. It is a daily prayer between now and Pentecost. 
and each day is a short prayer, and then it has a space at the bottom that you can do some journaling. Every Sunday, the sermon will be kind of following what is in this prayer journal. Great way to just keep in touch with Scripture. We really encourage you, everybody, please take one. These are wonderful. Um, Sunday school. We encourage everybody, if you would like to come to Sunday school, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., it's with Ken. Um, Ken leads a great Sunday school, although I haven't been there yet. Uh, shame on me. Um, <laughs> but, and then we have small group. My husband and I, Mike, we lead a small group. It's every other week uh, on Fridays. We meet at our home. Anybody is welcome. Right now we are doing a Francis Chan study. We're a little behind. It's the, it's the Easter, the story of Easter. But just if you have any questions, if you want to join us, please just get in touch. Um, Garen or Jen can give you my contact information. Meet me after church. I can give you my contact information. And thanks. It's so important to get involved in the life of church and build relationships with each other, and we're going to start that right now. So will you stand with me? One of my favorite things to do on Sunday mornings, I'm Jen, by the way, hi. Um, One of my favorite things to do is we extend peace to each other, and when we do this, we're practicing a little bit for what we're supposed to do when we leave this place, because we're supposed to carry the peace of Christ with us to the people that we meet. And so we get to practice that here. Because when we say, may the peace of Christ be with you, what we mean is, oh, I hope that everything is good between you and God. And I hope that everything is right between you and me. Because relationships are important. And so let me be maybe, probably, the first to say to you this morning, maybe your Starbucks barista did. Doubt it. But (laughs) may the peace of Christ be with you today. Thank you. Please, will you extend that peace to each other and welcome someone new? And if you are a kid, meet back at that back corner and you get to hang out with Joy and Emma.
it is so hard to transition from the time of passing the peace to another time. It is so challenging, but on behalf of all the introverts in the room, uh, we'll move, we'll, we'll call an end to that and we'll move on. Folks, if you are still worshiping online and you are local and not coming here to the building, you need to get here. This time, this connection that happens uh, cannot be emulated in an online environment. So I call us together now to continue worshiping through our giving of our tithes and our offerings. During this Easter season, we celebrate Christ and God who gave his only son for salvation for our sins. And our act of worship through offering is just our way of giving back and worshiping the God who gave all. And so if you're online, ponaz.church slash give. If you're here in the building, there are, I think Jen called them contraptions. I would call them locked boxes right outside the doors where you can leave your offering. You, if you're also here in the building, you can also pull out your phone now. We won't criticize you, ponaz.church slash give. You can give to tithes and offerings. We also have our good neighbor offering, which continues that we collect funds that we give to someone in need here in our own community. And we also give to missions all around the world. So let us pray as we uh, participate in worship through giving. God, we do thank you for your gifts to us, and in this time of worship, we give back to you because you are a good God who loves us. We pray you'll take these funds, that you'll use them here in our church, in our community, and literally around the world. We pray in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. get to read fun scripture this morning, y'all. So will you pray with me our prayer for understanding as we go to our scripture lessons this morning. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Oh, you guys, hear this with joy. From John Chapter 20. I'm going to be reading a lot. All right, so hang with me. Because this is kind of an important story. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. And then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. 
And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? He asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then over in Colossians chapter 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. This, my friends, is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Turn. Deviate a little bit from the service. Liz, why don't you come on up? Um, many of you may not know Liz. She's only been attending here for about a month, month and a half. Um, this is Liz, and um, she is having some eye issues and said, could you anoint me and, and pray for healing? And uh, it feels like on Easter, when we celebrate that Christ is victor over everything all the way up to and including the grave, this seems like a perfect time to pray for healing. And so um, some of you know Liz, I encourage you to come up and join me. Some of you don't know Liz, but you have experienced the healing power of God in your life. And you might want to say, hey, I want to come up there and, and pray for healing in Liz's life the way God is me. So I invite you to come on up and let's pray for Liz.
Yes, you do. <laughs> so you don't know everyone here probably this, but there are stories of miracle after miracle after miracle, including her whole body shutting down and on the verge of death and resurrection. Almost. And so um, in our church, we believe in divine healing. We also believe that God heals through medicine, and, and we don't dictate or ask. We just ask for God to heal. Yeah. And we, we use oil. It's nothing magical, but it, it's, a, it's a symbol used in the Bible, throughout the Bible, for healing and wholeness and calming balm. And so I'm going to simply make the sign of the cross on your forehead, Liz. Yeah. And let's pray. God, I thank you for Liz. I thank you for her life. I thank you that you have called her. You have redeemed her. I thank you that she's yours. I thank you for the way that she's growing in her faith. Um, and God, we come today and we ask for you to do what only you can do. I pray for healing. I pray for healing in her eye. I pray that, uh, that you'll do something that only you can do. I pray for a miracle. God, it may be through medicine. It may th be through doctors. It may be through therapy. It may be instantaneous. Instantaneous. God, we know that you are more than able. If you can raise Christ from the dead, you can surely meet us here. And touch our friend Liz. So I pray for you to begin, even now, the process of restoration and healing in her life and in her eye. Thank you that you're a God that loves us and walks beside us. Thank you that you're a God that's with us. Um, God, we're believing for a miracle, but even if you choose not to respond in the way that we ask, we know that you're good, and we know that you're faithful, and we know that you will walk with us and with Liz on this journey. So we thank you and we pray this in the name of our risen Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. So I spoke with Joy earlier this week. I didn't give her a ton of time, but I spoke to her for just a minute. Oh, Kimmy, can you do me a favor? I'll try to run the clicker if you bring it to me. Um, no telling how it's going to go. You might have to clean up my mess, but let's give it a shot. Um, I said, Joy, do me a favor. Give your kids a piece of paper and just say, what, thanks, Dusty, what does Easter mean to you? No parameters which is really um, scary and fun. Um, I wouldn't do it with adults, but I, I love doing it with kids. <laughs> and I just wanted to share a couple. These, these are from some of our preschool kids. So we have Easter eggs and a flower. And then she got really excited and she drew on the back a rainbow. And what I'm assuming is a purple tongue from eating candy. I um, this one was nice. You got the cross and you got the Easter egg. Here you have the Easter bunny with Easter eggs. And like, this is the way that the bunny is hopping, 
talking to the tomb. I dig that. Um, this one, uh, these, these two were two of my favorites. I, I like this one. Sebastian, th- this is his Easter egg that <laughs> loves to eat chocolate. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you don't give parameters, it's amazing what kids do. So. And then this last one, Cora, it was so sweet. She came up and they said, hey, show, show Pastor what it is. And so she's like, well, here are the Easter eggs and here's the Easter bunny and he's eating carrots. And here's Jesus on the cross because he died for us and a bunch of ducks. So I don't know what the, the significance of the ducks are, but uh, I thought that was neat. So let me ask you. If you were to draw a picture of Easter this Sunday, what would it look like? And what I'm really asking you is, what do you believe about Easter? How does your picture of Easter affect the way that you deal with life, especially when you have fears and anxieties? I mean... Do you believe that we serve a God that is imagining a joyful life for you? Do you believe, would your Easter Easter picture have a God that loves you so much that God cares for you and imagines joy for you even when your world is being shaken? Do you believe the Easter story is calling you to trust Jesus? Refusing to remain in your fears because Jesus is alive. And he's with you. What would your Easter story look like? Because what you believe about Easter has the power to change you. Let me see if I can get this right. So, I'm going to start right off. Usually we do like... Here's the bad news and here's the good news. We're going to start with the good news today. You ready? Here's the good news. I believe that God imagines a joyful life for each of us. I just do. Hear that again. Because some of us are in the middle of it. I believe God imagines a joyful life for each of us. So today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28. Jen read the account out of John, but we're going to read it in Matthew. So you're going to get kind of a double portion of the resurrection story, but that's okay, right? Thank you. So here we go. All right, you and me. I'm going to focus on you. Matthew chapter 28 says this. Early on Sunday morning, as the, day, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow, and the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid. 
I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead just as he said he just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee and you'll see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. When the women went to the tomb early that morning, I like how Matthew puts it, they were afraid, yet filled with joy. I think too many times in our lives we think that we can't kind of have both of these things happening at the same time. They were afraid, but they were also filled with joy. Have you ever been afraid Filled with joy. I can't imagine what the women would have been feeling that day. I can't imagine that first resurrection morning. I mean, their joy must have been immense. I mean, you've got this Sunday morning. Jesus is alive. He's not here. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Can you imagine the joy? But they were also afraid. So here's the good news. God imagines a joyful life for all of us. But here's the bad news. When our world is shaken, people begin to tremble. I mean, it's true in this story, figuratively and literally. I mean, you've got these women. They're, they're coming to the grave. Their whole world has been turned upside down. This Jesus that they had followed for years has been crucified, dead, and put in a tomb. Their future, their hopes, their dreams, their faith, all of it was shaken in the aftermath of the crucifixion. But not only figuratively, literally Scripture says there was an earthquake. So you've got this earthquake that happened Friday when Jesus gave up his spirit. Scripture says the veil of the temple was ripped in two. I think I mentioned last week. They say that that would have been at least 15 feet tall and four inches thick. And it was ripped in two. The earth shook. Scripture says that godly women and men came out of tombs and were walking around. Can you imagine You want to talk about joy and fear. And then Sunday morning, an earthquake, an angel sitting there, rolling the stone away, sitting on top of it. And they were terrified. When the earth shakes, people begin to tremble. Mark puts it this way. Let me tell you what Mark says. The women fled from the tomb trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Now, what's Mark saying? I think what he's saying is, 
they were shaky. Their, their palms were sweating. Their breathing was shallow. They were afraid. Their muscles tightened up. They, they were terrified. They were experiencing distress and fear. And when the earth shakes, people begin to tremble. When my earth shakes, I tremble. When your earth has been shaken, I'm guessing that you tremble too. Because our worlds are shaken often, aren't they? It's that next round of layoffs. Or the report from the doctor. Or watching the news and seeing local and global chaos. And you're just like, what's going on? This, you get this feeling that things are going from bad to worse and not getting better. When the world is shaken... People tremble. I mean, it's impossible not to. But I want you to notice something. When God sees fear on Resurrection Day, He sends two messages. First by the angel and second by Jesus. And it's the exact same message both times. Do not be afraid. So, good news is I believe God imagines a joyful life for us. The bad news is that when our world is shaken we begin to tremble. And I guess the question is then so what is next for us? What does Jesus invite us into that will help us I think Jesus invites us into knowing that he is alive and that he's with us. So there's no reason to remain in our fear. Have you ever been afraid and then suddenly someone is with you, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a friend, and all of a sudden you're less afraid? So let me give you a quick story. I was going to Nashville. So we lived in Houston. I was going to Nashville for a conference um, on media, technology, church stuff. And my buddy Nick was going with me. And so we had this uh, reservation for this hotel room for the trip of the conference. But air flights were tons less expensive if we came in the night before. So we're like, let's do that. And we'll just see if we can extend our vacation. And, or not vacation. Sorry. It was work. It was work, honey. I promise. <laughs> Let's extend our trip to Nashville. <laughs> we'll just see if we can get one extra night, you know, at the hotel. And, of course, it's booked solid because this is a huge conference. And so I'm like, Nick, don't worry, buddy. I got this. I grew up in Nashville, lived there for decades. I found a room for us. It was near the, hotel, it was near the airport. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So we land. We get our car. We're driving to the hotel room. <laughs> it's so funny because... Nick, we're driving, and Nick just kept going like, so, so this is a good part of town? Yeah, man, this is great. We're good. I grew up here. It's a couple minutes later, so, so this is a safe neighborhood? Oh, man, we're good. We're good. And it was. 
20 years earlier when I lived there. <laughs> Things had changed. And we got to this hotel that used to be beautiful, and now it was kind of sketchy. And we checked into our hotel room, and I remember we walked into the room, and we set down our stuff, and we just kind of went like this. And we ended up sleeping fully clothed on top of the covers with the door barricaded so nobody could get in because we were just like, we were grossed out and we were a little bit afraid. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think Nick ever recovered from that and he never fully trusted me again. (laughs) When you find yourself in places of fear, Sometimes literally, sometimes emotionally or spiritually. It's good to remind ourselves that Jesus is saying, we're not here for long. It's it's Jesus saying, don't be afraid. I have joy planned for you. Don't be afraid. The incredible truth of Easter is that Jesus is saying, I'm alive. I'm here with you. There's no reason for you to be afraid anymore. Even today, a lot of us have anxious thoughts. Can't avoid them. Life is kind of crazy. Kind of feels like it gets crazier every day, doesn't it? But I believe Jesus is telling us again that we don't have to remain in our fear because Jesus is with us. We don't have to remain in our fear any longer. Why? I believe because of the resurrection. I believe because I don't worship a dead Jew. I serve a risen Savior, and He's in the world today. And I know that He's living, whatever men may say. I think about the disciples, the despair they must have felt, Jesus on the cross, in the tomb, what happens now? And I can't imagine the joy that flipped on them when, it's, when the women came and they're like, he's alive. And I'm sure there was this joy and this fear kind of hand in hand. In that moment, they were reminded that Jesus overcame everything that would ever cause them any fear. Even death. The bright future for those of us who walk in the light of resurrection. So the question is, are you walking in the light of resurrection? There's a, there's a preacher, his name is Louis Giglio, and, and he, he used to talk, he did a sermon one time and he said, you're only 20 inches away from mercy. 20 inches away from mercy. And he went through his sermon. You're only 20 minutes away, not 20, 20 inches away from mercy. 20 inches away from mercy. And at the end, he 
pulled out, marked 20 inches. 20 inches, right about the distance to your, to your knees. And he said, you can try to live this life on your own. You can try to do it. You can try to overcome this, this fear that you're facing. You can try to make it by yourself. You can try to do whatever you think you need to do, but you don't have to do that. You're only 20 inches away from the mercy of Jesus who will drive out all fear and give you the joy that God has for you. It doesn't mean that your life is all of a sudden perfect, but it means that you have peace in the midst of the storm. That you have a joy and a peace that passes understanding. Now, I realize that we live in a world with a lot of anxiety. Goodness, millions millions of dollars are spent annually on medications and therapies, and many of us have participated in that. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying the good news today is that Jesus reminds us we're not alone. That Jesus reminds us Easter Sunday morning and resurrection means we do not need to be afraid. Because he imagines a joyful life for us, even when our world is shaken. And he calls us not to remain in our fear. Let me have you bow your heads. It would be naive, naive of me to assume that everyone here knows about this peace, this love that Jesus has to offer. So I just want to give you an opportunity only 20 inches away from mercy. Maybe you say, Garen, I, I don't know this Jesus. I don't understand this resurrection, but I want to. I want this peace that passes understanding. I realize that I have made a mess of my life. And I want this forgiveness that Jesus offers. Can I just pray for you? God, I thank you for friends who would take time out of their Easter morning to gather. I thank you for visitors that are here. They don't know us. And yet I pray that your spirit has been felt in this service. God, I pray if there's anyone here that doesn't know your saving power, that even now they will simply pray this prayer with me. God, I'm a sinner and I'm a mess. But I understand that you came to give me life. To forgive my sin. And to bring joy that the world can't give me. And so I ask you to forgive me. Turn away from the chaotic life that I'm living and I want to live for you. So Jesus, fill my heart today. And God, I know that there are a lot of us here that have walked with you for many years, and yet it's really easy to slip into that 
fear zone. It's easy to forget that you are victor over death and grave and that you call us not to be afraid. And so there may be some of us here that have walked with you for months or years that still need to say, Jesus, drive out my fear. Your perfect love casts out fears. I need your perfect love in me today. And so I pray that you will come and you will fill us afresh, that you will bring to us the joy that only you can give. God, cast out our fears. When our world is shaken, I pray that you will help us to stand upon the solid rock of your goodness and your grace. Thank you that Resurrection Sunday reminds us that you have overcome anything we will ever face. And so we need not fear. We rest in that joy today. And we pray this in your name, Jesus, our risen Savior. Amen. So we move into a time of what, what may be our most impactful act of worship, where we, we physically participate this morning in Christ's death, but also in his resurrection. We remember uh, what we've heard this Holy Week about Christ gathering his disciples together and them celebrating the Passover, and Jesus sort of flipping the script on the disciples and saying this thing that our people have done for many, many years now changes and becomes not a celebration of the exodus any longer, but really a celebration of the life and the resurrection and the body of Christ. And so Jesus took ordinary bread and he lifted it. I'm sorry, but I have to do this because Jen read it in the scripture this morning. It's significant that we take the cloth and that we fold it carefully and set it aside. But Jesus took that ordinary bread and he lifted it up and he said, Folks, this is going to be my body broken for you. As long as you eat bread, remember me. And similarly, he took the cup. And he probably didn't put the napkin underneath the rim of the cup. It probably wasn't the napkin on Jesus' cup. It's 
similarly, he took that cup and he lifted it up. And he said, folks, this is going to be my blood, which is going to be shed for you. The disciples didn't get it at that Lord's Supper that night. But as long as we drink this, we can remember Christ. And so in just a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to come forward. You can take a piece of the bread and dip it in the juice. Go ahead and take it and eat it then. In the Church of the Nazarene, we have an open communion table, which means everybody is welcome to come and participate. You don't have to be a member of this church. You just need to believe in Christ or want to believe in Christ. We believe that this is an act of worship and can be an act of salvation for you. And so Mike and Lisa are going to help us in serving this morning. And I invite you in just a moment to come to this center aisle over here. Make your way forward. Take the, take the bread. Take the juice. Make your way back to your seat. And we will worship together.
so good to see you. I hope you have a great Easter filled with lots of chocolate and little fear. Um, if you're visiting with us, we sing our benediction, and uh, that might feel weird to you, but it's okay. We'll make it, all right? So you can just receive this benediction. Um, and uh, those of you that know it, sing with me, and let's do this, all right? We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Go this week in the power of the resurrection. He is risen.